This is our last episode of the podcast before we take our summer break. We will be back in September with new episodes. A lot of podcasts will post reruns during breaks like this. That's not something we've done before, but hey, drop me an email at megan at kendrickcontent.com if you'd like to see that. Uh, The summer is also a great time to leave a review for the Spa Retailer Podcast, so go ahead and take a minute to do that too. (laughs) But man, what an episode to end on. I mean, it happens a lot in life where the right person comes around to say the right thing to you at the right time. And that's how this episode felt to me. Vince Webker from Hot Springs Spas and Pool Tables 2 in North Dakota, the state where I grew up. Thank you very much. He is so passionate about the health and wellness benefits of hot tubs. It was just a breath of fresh air that I really needed. And I hope it is for you too. We get so bogged down in the day-to-day of running our businesses. This is such a great reminder that what we do matters. What we do makes a difference in people's lives. As you launch into the summer months, don't forget that. This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm your host, Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. Today on the Spa Retailer Podcast, I am very excited to have Vince Webker from Hot Spring Spas and Pool Tables 2 from North Dakota, which I grew up in North Dakota. I'm always excited to talk to another another fellow North Dakotan. So welcome to the podcast, Vince. Thank you, Megan. So I feel like we need to get some of the North Dakota talk out of the way at the beginning. You're telling me that it's a crisp four degrees today. Yeah, it's January. All over yeah. again. It's Groundhog Day. And I'm not one like the weather's the weather, right? And you can't do anything about it. But right. I'm ready to come down to Oklahoma for a couple of weeks, maybe months till we got 10 feet of snow on the ground and no grass, green, heat in sight. But Yeah, uh, I, uh, I've i kind of become a little bit of a baby about the cold at this point because I moved away from North Dakota when I was, what, 18, 19 years old. And I haven't lived there since. And I, But I've lived in like Phoenix. <laughs> Chicago there too and North Dakota but yeah it's not this or it's not the same as those very frigid winter days in North Dakota and it's and you're right it lasts forever I don't know the exact day number but we are days away from breaking an all-time North Dakota record of consecutive days below 40 degrees no uh, yeah so I think and that's the talk of the town I think we'll get it. I think we'll hit that record this week unless we hit 40. And right now I'm going to tell you, we're not going to hit 10 degrees, but um, (laughs) no, that's not true. But it makes us appreciate the summer more. It's interesting because talking to you about about the weather, obviously, that's what you talk about in North Dakota. But also that's got to present some interesting problems with selling and servicing and caring for hot tubs too, right? Yeah, it can. There's cars and trucks in the ditch today on the interstate, unexpected snowstorms. So that's our big, we can handle the cold, but if a customer buys a hot tub and there's 10 feet of snow in the backyard, we might not be able to deliver it until 
May or June. And that's the biggest obstacle with winter. Yeah. You deal with the cold, you can handle the weather. It's just how much snow is preventing us from delivering the hot tub. And that's why it's good. We do saunas. Most of those goes in indoors and in, in pool tables. The hot tub's a wellness machine. So why wait till the summer to get it? Let's put it in your garage and mm -hmm. start using it now and get the wellness benefits of hot water. Yeah. Um, and that works sometimes, not all the time. But <laughs> I just had a customer this morning from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, that they did make a spot in their garage, the third stall for a hot tub to get delivered. And, uh, you know, it might be a case for us where we have to go back later and move it outside. But yeah, I was just going to ask you. So what happens when they are ready to put it out on a pad outside then? So do you sometimes have to go back? Just the way we do it. Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, though, some of my fondest memories of growing up are of being in our hot tub in the winter. The whole volleyball team would come over. We'd run around in the snow. Then we'd hop back in the hot tub. Our family, that was something we always did on Christmas Eve is we'd go and we'd get out in the hot tub and hang out for a little bit before we went to bed. We had a couple of pools in our neighborhood, believe it or not, here in, over in Williston. But the hot tub got a lot more use than the swimming pools. <laughs> yeah, 365 days. And you're yeah. absolutely right. Who else is out enjoying their backyard when it's January, February, March? There is something beautiful about it. We tell customers, Megan, I don't care if it's 10 below. You're still sitting in a 104 degree environment. Yeah. And it allows you to get some fresh air. And there are some great aspects of hot tubbing in the cold, in the snow, in your backyard, in the winter. The biggest, biggest problem is getting mentally fired up to go out to the hot tub, yeah. but just get a nice roll, go out, get in. And once you're in it, it's like, there's nothing better and you're warm. And so getting out isn't as tough as getting in, but it's a great experience. You're right. Yeah, it was, it is. It's definitely something that I will always remember from growing up there. But so how you said you grew up in South Dakota. How did you end up in the hot tub industry in Fargo? Yeah, I grew up in Southern Minnesota. We farmed and I ended up going to college in Sioux City, Iowa at Briarcliff University. And during that time, my parents lost their farm mm. to the farm economy. And yeah. we always had a r old redwood hot tub in the basement and a pool in the backyard, in-ground pool growing up. And they had moved then to Marshall, Minnesota. And in 1989, started a hot tub store, Marshall Spas and Pools in Minnesota. And I got to tell you at that time, I didn't want anything to do with it. I did sell <laughs> my first hot tub in 1989, but then I worked for the college I graduated from. And then from there, I went on to gateway computers. If you remember the cow spotted sure. boxes. Absolutely. So I worked there and during that whole time, my parents opened stores in Wilmer, Minnesota and Watertown, South Dakota, and they were going to close the one down in Watertown. About the same time, Gateway was in the technical world, was talking mm -hmm. to moving to San Diego. You could read the writing on the wall there. Wait, you didn't um, want to move to you didn't want to move to San Diego? <laughs> I did, but would I have a job with Gateway? It was getting mm -hmm. really weird. I just decided, all right, I'll go try the hot tub thing again. I tried it in '92. Wasn't for me. I went back to Sioux City and and then ended up in Watertown in '97. The first year I hated it. Like I went from working with 5,000 employees in the computer tech industry mm -hmm. to sitting in a 1,200 foot showroom by myself, not Ooh. knowing my, my head from my toes in the business. And I just one day, it was 19 into 1998, just had a revelation. Hey, if you're going to do this, do this right. Um, and how do you do that? You just 
not knowing anything, not having mm-hmm. the resources today. Fortunately, part of the Watkins Hot Springs family, I just figured out, all right, who are the top 10% of dealers in the country? I'm just going to try to be like them. And that started the ball, I guess, in the right direction. Um, in 2003, a couple from Fargo, Dennis and Connie Olson came to me and said, hey, buy our business. We want to retire. And I said, there is no way I'm moving to Fargo. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and so they asked me 10 times, hey, would you buy it? And on the 10th time, I said, all right, I'll go take a look at it. Yeah. Anyway, drove to Fargo, loved it, decided to do it. And maybe the rest is history. But I will tell you, when we moved here, if there were six hot tub com- companies in Fargo, they were number six. They told a little white lie to me saying, we sold 75 hot tubs last year. The reality was we sold 25 over the last three years. Leading up to when I bought the company in 2004, we went from 23 to 142 hot tubs. And it was on from there. Yeah. What was it that had them coming to you to buy this store? I was the closest dealer. Okay. (laughs) Their son was in the business, but he moved to St. Louis and works, I think, still in the industry down in St. Louis, Missouri. But yeah, I was the next closest neighbor. So they came to me. Okay. And in Hot Springs and BioGuard. So we knew each other from trips and dealer meetings and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a small world, the hot tub industry, especially like you said, when you're carrying the same brands, you you start to see the same people wherever you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you were working for your parents' business. Was that correct when they came and said, hey, do you want to take a look at buying ours? Yes and no. I started with my parents, but in 2000, 2001, I bought the business in Watertown. Then I bought a store in Aberdeen and then opened one in Pierce, South Dakota. So okay. that was my own in 2001. And then a Watertown, Aberdeen combined were 46000 And they had Sioux Falls down the road an hour and 20 minutes. And they had a hot spring dealer. And so I sure. felt moving to Fargo would isolate the brand and won't have to worry about the same competitor that close. And that's exactly what happened. I went up to Fargo and they were really a pool company like they installed pools and oh really and really serviced that end of it they were in a bad retail part of town wasn't retail at all matter sure. of fact and so they started giving me a tour of Fargo and I'm like I was confused as anybody and for a location I'm like all right where's Sam's Club and Walmart yeah because I that's and that's where I ended up right in front of Sam's Club and Walmart okay in 2004 okay yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good get if you can get in that <laughs> mm-hmm. in that trifecta of the of the big box stores and their traffic. You got to go where the people are. So they were mostly doing pools, you said. So have you changed the company name, or was it always Hot Spring Spas it and was, Pool Tables? It was Creative Pools and Spas. Okay. Yeah, totally changed. It's amazing in our industry, right? You have the same products, but you're not close to the same business and and how that business model works. And it's a kind of a good story, bad story, but their son was visiting 2012 after we won the Loxine Thompson Award from Hot Spring. Came into our showroom and all of a sudden he started to get emotional and I'm like, what's going on? And he said, this could have been mine, but my parents said this couldn't be done in this town. And at first I was kind of like... What? 
then obviously it can be done. It can be done, it can be done wherever you go. It's just how you approach it, right? Day to right. day, week to week, location. What kind of company are you? What's your mission statement? And we were definitely hot tubs. I love watching the retailers in quote unquote small markets sell more hot tubs than people in giant metropolitan areas, right? Because it is about your attitude and about creating that that brand and that name. And I mean, there there are a few of you guys out there that have been winning the awards from Hot Spring and Watkins and whatever other dealers they may carry that are in areas that you maybe wouldn't expect to be top sellers of, well, any products. I always love seeing the mid-market, smaller market guys take it to some of those big metro areas. And I could talk to that too. I, like I would take... Fargo, which is now 260,000 people over Minneapolis, which is 4 million. And that's just me growing up in a smaller, because we truly have an identity here in the community and in the state of North Dakota. We own two of the major talk stations in the state and have really gotten involved with the community to where they know now we're not just a hot tub store, but we're about wellness and everyday yeah. made better. And you know, so it's, it would be hard to duplicate that in a major metropolitan. Where yeah. would you go? Obviously it can be done, but it's just beyond my, my background. Yeah. And just, I had scratcher. How would I do it in a big city? I don't know because I've never been there. So you started with the one store in Fargo when you bought this business and then you've now expanded into Grand Forks, which is not that far away. What is it? Like a couple? One hour. hour. An hour. Yeah. Yep. And then Bismarck. With nothing but, in between. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No. And then Bismarck, which that's a good, that's a good hike from Fargo. That's two and a half hours. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. No, but there's nothing in between. Jamestown, no. Valley City. That's it. Yeah. And <laughs> already to all the small towns along the way, but literally it's a desolate drive for two and a half hours. It's beautiful, but. You don't want to have car trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how did that progression go from the one store to two and then now to the three locations? I, I Fairly spread out. I would say more yep. spread out than what most people think of when they have three three stores. Usually they're within driving distance of each other, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> Which I don't even know that language. No, people don't but, understand um, growing up. Like we would drive two hours to go to the airport or we would drive two hours to go to the quote unquote mall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> go to the big city to, to go shopping. <laughs> I know friends in town here that grew up in Western North Dakota that drove 40 miles to school one way. Yeah, so that, fortunately, that was not my life. But that's good. <laughs> that's what you do when you're you're used to being on the road when you live in that part of the country. Yep, absolutely. And Megan, I love North Dakota. I call it the big empty, meaning... It's big, but nobody lives here. What's there's 700, 800,000 people in the whole mm -hmm. state. And you can literally drive forever and not see a town or, well, person. But how we ended up in Bismarck, there was a hot spring dealer in Mandan, which is across the river, Missouri yeah. River from Bismarck. And they went out of business. And the company, there was a hot tub dealer in Bismarck that took it over. And every time I had to deal with them or whatever, I would tell Steve Hammock, I'm like, this, your guy in Bismarck isn't a hot spring guy. He's just not. And he said, you're doing fine in Fargo. Just stick to what you're doing there. I'm like, all right, whatever you say. <laughs> Steve Hammock. I'm like, yes. Yep. 
And then whatever happened with that dealer in Watkins, one day Watkins came to me and said, Hey, we would like you to, we got to service these hot tubs in Bismarck. We'd like you to be the dealer. And I'm like, you told me not to, you told me to stay in Fargo. Right. Yeah. So I did. And they wanted you to like take care of these orphan tubs that are a good two Mm -hmm. hours away from where you're located. (laughs) Right. And then at that point, right. You just, all right, let's set up a store there. And this is during what I would call 2012, the height of the oil boom. It was a nightmare trying to find a location, employees, keeping employees. I hate to admit it, but it was actually good for us. We ended up in the Kirkwood Mall in Bismarck for six years until we finally built a store in front of Sam's Club and Walmart and have been there ever since. And Bismarck's a great location. Love it. Love the people there. State capital. It's so far from Fargo. They're two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And then Grand, Grand Forks was just a matter of that hot spring dealer wasn't in the hot tub business. They were mm. floor to ceiling store and just had hot tubs on the back corner. Got it. <laughs> so I just met with the owner there and Paula Anderson. I just said, hey, why don't you let me just take over the hot tub end of it? Your people don't even want to do them. And so that's how that came to be at the same time. Yeah, it is interesting. Like the difference between Western and Eastern North Dakota is pretty stark, I feel like, as far as the type of business and industry that sort of runs those parts of the state. It was interesting because so I grew up in Williston, which is the heart of the oil boom area, right? And it was just that time period was fascinating talking to people back at home because their lives like in a matter of a year had just completely changed everything they knew about their small town life was different. They went from being, a lot of them went from being like normal middle-class people to suddenly overnight millionaires. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was just really insane. And like you're saying all the stuff about trying to find labor and the oil companies were paying ridiculous amounts and you couldn't keep up, but you could make more money at McDonald's than you could in so many other places. I just, I don't think people understand what that really looked like. And it was just insanity. 2012, and you're, you could be making just starting out in the oil field $25 to $75 an hour. Yeah. And at the time, Hot Tub World said delivery person $12 to $15 an hour. That was right. the average, if even that. So it was very challenging. So I've been 11 years now in Bismarck. It's come a long way. And as every dealer in the nation would say, it's still a lot of challenges, but it's gotten a lot better and things have settled out a little bit for now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a boomer bust. (laughs) Right. So something that I, we haven't really talked much before this, but something that I've always heard about you when I talk to people in the industry is how passionate you are about selling and promoting the wellness aspects of hot tubs. Anytime we're talking about that part of hot tub sales, everyone's, you got to talk to events because they believe it wholeheartedly. So how did that sort of become? Because like you said, when you started, it wasn't something that selling hot tubs was not really what you wanted to do and not something that you were very passionate about. But you said you had a change of mindset. What what was it that got you to change your mind on the whole benefit of having a hot tub? Prior to Hot Springs coming up with Every Day Made Better, our tagline was your better living begins today and really believed wholeheartedly in that proposition statement. That's what we do. And it was 2014. 
January 1st, New Year's, New Year's Day, and I was just chatting. Don't know how we even got on the phone together, but I was talking to Casey Stage in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Hot Springs Spas La Crosse, and I don't know, we were talking some football or whatever, and then I <laughs> said, you know what my New Year's resolution is, Casey? I'm going to stop selling hot tubs. I mean it. He goes, what, are you quitting? I'm like, no, I'm going to stop selling hot tubs. It's a commodity. I'm going to start selling every day, make better hot water and what it's going to do for you. And it was easy for me to say at the time, because I was in the West Acres mall a lot and you could talk to everybody coming by. It's like batting practice, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have a hot tub? No, you should. Here's why all day long, every day. And it's one thing to say it. It's easy to say it. Yeah, I'm going right. to start selling every day made better. But it's another thing to really make that a fabric of your daily life. And it, that year, it really took me till April till the light bulb went off. I was at a home show, sports show, whatever, in Bismarck. And this lady had a hot spring spa. And she had, there was three other competitors there at the show. And I'm talking to her. Technically, right? Filtration, sure. yep. circulation, pumps, everything. We're better. Not resignating. Finally, I'm like, hey, you know what? We do the things that allow you to use this more. And if you use it more, you're better physically below the water. You're better mentally above the water. And you're better relationally beyond the water. Probably the greatest wellness product in the state of North Dakota. And we do yeah. the things that allow you to take advantage of that. And she's like, Nobody's ever talked to me like that before. Yeah. And it really made a difference. And as I start almost every hot tub conversation, and I can say this because nobody's going to copy it. It takes a long time of habit forming to get into that frame of mind and do it. But I'll talk to people when they come in and, hey, we're shopping for a hot tub. And I'm like, well, that's too bad. I don't sell hot tubs. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, nobody wants, to buy, nobody wants to buy hot tubs. They're too much money too much work, not going to use it. They break down. I get it. However, we want to talk better, walk better, be a better husband, wife, parent. We want to do everything we can do better because of hot water than we mm -hmm. can do without. And that's a big difference maker. And if you believe it, which I do, our people believe it, which they do, it's a difference maker. And every sales guy, gal we have, I'm like, you want to sell 50 hot tubs a year? Sell hot tubs. You want to sell 500, sell every day made better because that's exactly what this is. It's a life-changing product. And I can go on and on. They say statistically, 90% of all illness on the planet today is caused by physical stress, which in the United States, we live in the fight or flight mode. We're, yeah. we're whacked out all the time yeah. in a wellness triangle of nutrition, exercise, and relaxation. I say relaxation, not a 12-pack and a bag of chips on the couch. I'm talking about relaxation that only mm -hmm. heat can give you from a sauna or a hot tub where it brings your body back to its ideal state and good things start happening. So it's conversations like that we focus on and not the technical side of the hot tub. Yeah. And not that we don't talk about the technical side, but the focus is on you and you being better. Yeah. I feel like this has been said in the industry before, right, is to it, focus it on, on this aspect of it, right? But yet, I feel like as an industry, we are still selling the number of jets and pumps and this is stainless steel and this is whatever. And people, I just, people don't really care when it comes down to it. Like, that's not, you're right. That's not what matters to them. 
And that's not the kind of thing that makes someone want to buy something, right? You look at all the other beauty and wellness and health marketing, and what are they selling? Look better, feel better. And that's what people want. They don't care anything about how many jets their hot tub has. <laughs> we just did a wellness seminar at the Grand Forks Home Show last weekend. And one of the second slides, you know, used to be in the United States, Megan, the most sought after attributes were fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. Not too long ago, about six, seven years ago, those attributes were replaced with wellness. And that is what we want as a society. That is what we want in the United States. That is what we can deliver our industry better than any product out there. Like if you want, I can talk saunas for three hours and why yeah. if you're not buying, you're dying. And uh, it's the greatest. It's going to be the miracle of the medical world, as Rhonda Patrick says, over the next 10 years. And and if you get if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But that's what we want. We want wellness. We don't want a hot tub. We don't want a sauna. But mm -hmm. we want the wonderful benefits it can bring to us. And it does. And if you have that conversation, you could go every component of the sales price. That's too much money. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that on a hot tub. I'm like, you're too much money. Think about you, your body. What is that worth? Yeah. Totally. And you only get one of them. Only get one life, one body, and that body keeps perfect score. So what are you doing about it daily? And that's a great question. And then price yeah. doesn't matter anymore, does it? Yeah, absolutely. So you said you were doing a, a wellness seminar at a home yes. show. So what, is, what does that look like? I don't know if I've ever heard of a hot tub retailer giving a wellness seminar. <laughs> It's about the benefits and broke it down, you know, hot tubs first and then saunas, mm -hmm. hot water. The language I talk, when you sit in hot water, your heart beats 33% better. Your blood flows 121% better through 60,000 miles of circulatory system, trying to feed over 70 trillion cells. And good things are happening, bad stuff out, good stuff in. And the only thing you know, it feels great. Right. Um, but there's more at stake than just taking a soak for 20 minutes. It's an easy conversation. It's an easy seminar if you talk that way every sure. day. I had put together, my marketing gal put together a presentation on it, and, and which was good, but I'm like, no, scrap that. That's not the way we talk every day. I just got to let it come from the heart. And one of my, since COVID and everything, one of my realizations in life, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the president of Bell Bank here in Fargo or you're the guy or gal flipping burgers at JL Beers. You get up in the morning, you feel great, you're ready to tackle the day. But guess what happens? Life. And by the end of the day, life beats you up. It's cold out. Kids in school, coworkers, that phone ringing, traffic, driving me crazy. So by the time you get home at the end of the day, you're beat up. I don't care who you are. What do you do about it? What do you do to refresh, reboot? You take a hot tub. Guarantee it'll work. It'll make you whole again. That's the way we talk every day. So doing a seminar would be just like that yeah. with some cool videos behind. <laughs> sure. Or pictures. Or and I guess, and you've, you've been in the business long enough that I'm sure you've got a lot of testimonials from customers about how it has changed yep. their life. Because I feel like that's something that our industry hasn't been able to really afford to do a ton of in-depth medical studies. I think that NSPF did one that was right when I came into the industry. So like 2008. There's not a lot of that information out there except for 
what we know anecdotally from working in this industry for so long and watching how these products have and do change people's lives. Yeah, there might not be a lot of studies we've done, but there's a lot of reality. Like you said, stories, yeah. testimonials, facts tell, stories sell. And those stories are great. I remember Keith Fisher, he's a psychologist, graduated from Notre Dame, and he's in shopping for a hot tub. And he's breaking it down for three hours and I'm getting frustrated. Finally, I'm like, hey, Keith, it's a box of hot water. It's all it is. It's hot. Two months later, he comes up to the home show, puts his hands in his pockets and he says, boy, I got to tell you, that's one of the best things we've ever bought. I cannot get my kids to talk to me until they sit in the hot tub mm -hmm. and then it's look out. I can't get him to shut up. I know what's going on at school with their friends. My daughter calls it father daughter time and that's wellness too. That's wellness within the family. So you're right. There's not a lot of research, but there's a lot of miracles, a lot of stories yeah. that this product's brought. Sleep is one of the best things we can do for ourselves. And if I hear, we do know this, a hot tub makes you sleep better. Right. I got yeah. one 365 days a year if I don't sleep. But if I hear one more my pillow commercial is going to help you sleep better, I will physically throw a pillow through the window because <laughs> nothing's going to help you sleep better than hot water a half hour before bed. Mm -hmm. It's priceless. And we know that, right? We know it helps you sleep better. Yeah. If you don't believe us, get one and then don't use it after having it for a while. You'll know the difference. You're wound tight. You just don't sleep. You don't relax, so on and so forth. And again, you could go on with more and more stories of success and better and wellness. And That was how my dad and I spent a lot of time together was in the hot tub. After basketball games, after volleyball games, we'd get in the hot tub. We'd talk about how it went. We talked about all the plays and whatever else that went on. And it was, yeah, that was how we would communicate and connect a lot of times. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because you can't take. You can't take this. You shouldn't take this in a hot tub. So yeah. it's disconnect to reconnect. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm old enough that there were not cell phones when I was in high school. So <laughs> that wasn't an option. <laughs> no, me neither. I've heard other retailers talk about this, but since this was such a focus for you, even before the pandemic, have you seen a switch in people's mindset or desire for wellness since we kind of went through that time period? Or does it seem the same to you as it did before? I know because we were so en engrossed in the wellness before, it's hard to say, but I can say you can see coming out of COVID that I think wellness even more sought after. Somehow during COVID, as a society, we've connected the backyard and wellness and the hot tub together. The dots yeah. have been connected. I would say definitely Yes. And hopefully for us, that trend continues. Don't know why it wouldn't because it's real. Uh, mm -hmm. Wellness is real. What the hot tub and sauna do for you wellness wise is real. So in my very strong opinion, there's nowhere to go, but up it's, it's only going to get better. This product is everything we say it is. And it is, why would it get worse? That's a great attitude to have. And I feel, especially for, we all rode that COVID wave of crazy hot tub sales and now people are getting nervous about them dropping and things slowing down. But I think that's a great attitude to have. You're right. If a hot tub is good for you, as we say it is, which it is, you're right, then there's no reason that it should ever dip. I just listened to a study the other day, I think, on NPR about how out of the 
industrial nation, the United States has the lowest like death age, right? And it keeps getting lower and lower. So while these other countries are living longer and longer, for whatever reason, in the United States, we are going the opposite direction. And this is the kind of thing that I think resonates with people more so than than anything else right now. To that point, and I'm not you could really dive in, and this is right, suggested studies, whatever. Right. Uh, but suggested studies will tell you a sauna will actually help you live longer. And I, you can make now the same argument for a hot tub, but let's not even say live longer. Again, one of the things we know about a hot tub, Dr. Bruce Becker, I know you know that name. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't me coming, it's just my studies and my knowing, but the hot tub's really your fountain of youth right? Because mm -hmm. age isn't defined by chronological years anymore. It's defined by recovery, mm -hmm. motion, and state of mind. And three benefits we know that come out of a hot tub. Yeah. Will a hot tub make you live longer? Don't know. I do believe it's on. <laughs> will, will a hot tub help you live younger? That answers yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really think what you just said is our nation in the United States is going backwards. We we definitely have two products that could that yeah. could turn the tide on that because again, when you're doing the things that make you better, that kind of snowballs right down. If I told yes. you to buy a sauna, it's gonna help you, you're gonna feel better. Great, I'm gonna do it. Now all of a sudden I start exercising more than I did before I hit. I yeah. start because of that, I start eating better because I did before I exercised, before I had a sauna. So there's the yeah. snowball effect from this product too. Yeah, absolutely. When they say one good decision follows another, if you yes. get up and work out in the morning, the chances are a lot higher that you'll eat better during the day. And it's just all of those things to tend to follow each other. So our neighbors actually just got a sauna and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm hoping that awesome. they hoping that they let us sneak in there every once in a while and, and test it out. <laughs> I had like with the sauna, and I could tell you a COVID story was right when this started, 2020 March, and one of the talk top talk shows here in Fargo afternoon time, two to five. They were talking about what to do with COVID, this, that, and the other thing. And nobody really knew. And I called the show mm -hmm. and I said, we should get a sauna. If you sit in a sauna every day, you're not going to get COVID. And the guy, the not the main guy, but his sidekick said, you can't say that. I'm like, I just did. And nobody else is saying anything about it. But two things happened. I made it a point then to sit in a sauna every day, if not twice a day for the next year plus, I didn't even get a cold. I went on this bike ride across Ragbri 11 days into it, not having sat in a sauna for 11 days. Guess what happened? You got I got a cold. I got sick. Hippocrates said it in 400 BC. Give me the ability to induce a fever. I can cure any illness. Guess what happens when you sit in a sauna every day? You're giving your body a artificial fever and your body reacts by what? Breaking a sweat. And mm -hmm. there's much more going on than that, but that's my 10 second go-to with my <laughs> sauna. So how do how do pool tables fit into the wellness mix then? They do. Family time, friend time. You know what's great about a pool table? You don't have to plug it in. There's not an uh -huh. electronic screen. 
It's a hand-eye coordination, mathematics. It's fun. It's competitive. It brings the family together. And uh, and I get asked, it's been a long time, but how'd you get into pool tables? Yeah. Who else is going to deliver and set up a pool table but somebody that can deliver and set up a hot tub? Yeah. My question was going to be, how have you stayed in pool tables? Because a lot of hot tub retailers I talk to have sold pool tables in the past (laughs) and not not usually something that they're doing that they're doing now. And so I think that's the interesting part is that you've kept it a part of your business all of these years. I wish I'd have gone back and done hot spring spas and saunas too, but I did hot spring spas and pools tables too. That's probably part of it. But home growth in North Dakota is still pretty strong, new homes. Mm-hmm. And you can't, that's where most of the pool tables seem to go is to a newer home construction. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's just been good enough that you cannot not do it, right? Got it. So yeah. We've had a good brand. We have Old in Brunswick, always in the top 10 of Old and dealers in the country. And with that, I would just say, a little bit of luck. Selling hot tubs is the toughest thing. It's competitive. Competitors mm-hmm. muddy the waters. This is what's important when it's really not. Where you don't have that with a pool table. And I would tell, I always train my salespeople at the pool table. You should be able to solve one in 90 seconds just by listening. What style? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. How about this one? Should be done. But yeah, it's an interesting mix for sure. But I would put it in the wellness category. Yeah, I like that. It sounds like you don't view hot tubs as being a seasonal product. I feel like in the past, it was kind of like, you've got hot tubs for this certain time of year and then pool tables for when you really can't sell hot tubs. But it sounds like you're delivering hot tubs to people's garages and you don't really care if it's snowing or cold outside. It's still hot tub season. No, we're our own worst enemy. Like uh, when I hear sales guys like January's slow, it doesn't have to be. Yep. Why is it slow? I went to this last December, Minnesota Vikings played in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to go to Detroit. Went to Detroit. Literally during that three-hour NFL game, I sold two hot tubs. <laughs> um, two people from Ann Arbor and Detroit. Now, I didn't get the sale, but I called a dealer and they had it delivered by the end sure. of the week. And I know passion, you got to be crazy. But everybody you talk to should be like, do you have a hot tub? No, why not? Here's, or do you have a sauna? You should. Here's why. And I'm on my phone. I'll fire off like the Dr. Rhonda Patrick podcast to anybody who will take it from me. And I'm like, listen to this for 45 minutes. And after you're done, if you don't buy a sauna, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. But yeah, you should at least listen to it. And so 2000, I want to say eight, 2009. Yeah. God Iverson, longtime greatest trainer in the industry for Watkins when the housing market crashed. He started this program, which also the not selling hot tubs and selling wellness, and then win the day, which is still part of his weekly videos, win the day. That mm-hmm. started in around 2008 when basically I was as guilty of it as, as anybody. Let's say it's Wednesday morning, January 15th. Nothing's looking good outside. And your mind go, just forget it for today. I'll sell something tomorrow or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday would come and it would be dreary again. You know what? It's not meant to be. I'll do it next week. The reality of this is there is no yesterday. Tomorrow's never going to come. All you have is today. 
And when you get up in the morning before your feet hit the floor, are you putting a smile on your face and saying, guess what I get to do today? I get to sell a hot tub and I'm gonna, and it doesn't yeah. have to be to somebody walking through the front door, can be some of my leads, can be, here's a great, when COVID first kicked off, and this goes back to win the day training, I'm like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to call or text or reach out to every acquaintance you ever had. I don't care if it's the mailman, UPS guy, your school teacher, bus driver, but you're going to ask them to help you help sell a hot tub because of what we're going through. And yeah, and unfortunately that worked too good. We sold out too fast, but yeah. <laughs> it's back to your question. It isn't seasonal. It really isn't. And it drives me. I'd never use a hot tub in the summer. Why not? It, you know, where we live, I, I can't say the same for Oklahoma, but Fargo in July, it still gets cool in the evening and it still feels good and it still helps you sleep better and walk better mm -hmm. and talk better and feel better and be better. And I get the same thing all the time from Southerners, Arizona, Florida. I'd never buy a sauna. It's too hot here. It was 190 degrees in Florida because that's what a sauna is. I don't care if it's 100 degrees, you're sitting in a 190 degree environment. It's doing good things to the body. And guess what? A hundred degrees feels like compared to 190 cold. Yeah. So there's been, it doesn't matter when you, it's, it's good wherever you live. Yeah. And it's funny how your body does adjust to those sort of things. When we lived in Phoenix, it got to the point we had a, when we first got married, we had a little pool in the backyard of the house that we rented. And it got to the point where I wouldn't get into the swimming pool unless it was over 105 because it was too cold. <laughs> If I wanted it's, to get off and just instantly be dried by the hot air as opposed to cooled off. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. So, it's where you're at. Your body's going to adapt. Yeah. In 40s, all of a sudden, going to feel cold. It really did. Still does. <laughs> I go to Florida quite a bit, and I hate to complain back to people in Fargo, but I'm like, it was 52 degrees today. It was cold. But guess what? I just had a t-shirt on, and it got cold, and then you're really cold. Your body does adapt. So um, how do you get your employees to buy into the wellness side of things? It sounds like this is something that kind of permeates your whole business. How did you get them on board with focusing on wellness versus selling the technical aspects of a hot tub? Because I think people who've been in this industry for a long time, that's what they're used to, what they're used to selling. Let's start with the salespeople because that's what we've concentrated on the most over mm -hmm. the years. The mm -hmm. salespeople, if you looked at their job description, number one says every day made better. You're better physically, you're better mentally, you're better relationally. That is on their job description. You won't last here unless you buy into it. And our recipe of selling, and I'll just use the hot tub. Why a hot tub? What's every day made better? Why hot springs? Absolute best ownership experience. Why today? Because whatever. But you can't go through that second door until you establish wellness and every day made better. Here's a good example. Guy comes in to buy a hot tub for his wife. He goes, not for me, it's for my wife. What do you think the chances are of closing that guy if you just left it at that? Not good, because he's going to get out of it. He's going to say, yeah, I got to go talk to my wife. It's not for me. Your job as a sales professional is... I don't care about your wife right now. I care about you. What are you doing for you? What are you doing to be physically better, mentally better, relationally better? You need this and here's why. I'll listen to salespeople and I'll tell them the men at the sales over, here's where you went wrong. You just didn't do the simple things and 
getting them to buy into that every day made better up front. And if, and if you get them to buy into that and you can, because it's real, then our product and you, the salesperson have credibility in who we are and what we are. And then the last part is much easier with that same guy. Hey, your wife's going to love this too, but I know you really are. Let's just do this today. But they buy into it. Trust me. <laughs> I think for a lot of years, I thought that kind of mission and vision statements were kind of silly. I didn't really put a whole lot of, of stock into them. But now that I'm a business owner, I see the importance of it so much more because it really can help you drive all of your decisions, right? Is having mm -hmm. that mission and having that vision and getting your employees on board with where you want to take things is so much easier when you've gotten them to buy into not just this is what we're selling, this is how much money you want to make, but this is what we're doing to make our lives better and make other people's lives better. It's looking at it from a whole different perspective. And it's so much easier to it get is. people to to come along with you when you're looking at things from that way. And I feel silly now that I used to think they were dumb. <laughs> we all are that. We all been there. Take it one step further. And I'm glad you said what you said. Not only is this part of your culture, but this is how you hire now. Do these people right. have our values? And I'm going to give you an example. If you're a service tech and you truly believe in every day made better and you went out to fix somebody's hot tub but didn't get it done, are you then a problem solver? No, because you didn't solve the problem, which leads back to every day made better. So this one sheet is all encompassing. I could do reviews off it. I could do high fives off it. We can hire yeah. off it. It's important for the customers to eventually see this. We have a code of honor, a we believe statements. And I get it. We were both there. We didn't believe in it. But now you have to because it's so simple. Just, just stick to that as your map and, and the course you're charting out for your company and your employees. What do you see for the future for your company? What are you, some of your plans and visions for going forward? Things that make you excited? I just did this exercise about six months ago. So one, I'd like to have this be an ESOP by 2026. Ooh, look I'd at like you. I'd like to have it. Yes, an effective leadership team in place, which makes my life easier. And we've mm -hmm. taken a lot of strides there. And then the third one is to make this the number one place to work in North Dakota, where people are lined up outside the door to work here. Or, hey, my family friend would like to work here. Mm -hmm. What do we have for openings? So those three, an ESOP, effective management team, and leadership team, and then the number one place to work in all of North Dakota. You're going to have to keep us informed on how the ESOP goes, because that's a very interesting process to to go through. And I always have big congratulations for people who make it through the finish line on a project like that, because it's a it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. So is life. <laughs> you don't become a business owner if you don't want to work hard. <laughs> no. As Scotty Iverson said, He's met a guy who's flown to the moon, who's forget everything he said, but owning a small business is the toughest thing you could do on the planet Earth. I believe it. It's definitely the yeah. toughest thing I've ever done on the planet Earth. <laughs> so I didn't send these to you beforehand, but are you ready to answer the Spa Retailer 5? We ask everybody that comes on the podcast the same five questions at the end of the interview. I'm, I don't know what they are, but I'm ready. Yeah, I think go. I think go be fine. 
Do you remember your first hot tub sale? Do you remember what it was or who you sold it to or when it was? Do you remember your very first hot tub you sold? Yeah, it was 1989, North Sioux City, South Dakota. When I worked at Gateway Computers, I sold a prodigy to Clint. I forget his last name. I still have a picture of the prodigy I sold. And then the first one I sold in South Dakota was a jet setter. And I remember the last name Klein Saucer, which no relationship to Jim Klein Saucer right. played for the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> for all those years. But that, so, yes. That's, I love that. It's amazing the detail that your brain can remember about that mm -hmm. very first adrenaline rush of your first sale. It is an adrenaline rush. I call <laughs> it like, even today, it's like hitting a home run in baseball. It should never get old if it does. Might be time to look at something else. What was your first real job? Uh, I grew up on the farm, so that was a regular labor camp. But <laughs> uh, And from there, I detasseled corn, but I still call that part of the farming. My first real job worked for the city of Folda, Minnesota, in the street department. And that was after graduating from high school in 1985. So instead of working on the farm, I actually went to town and worked Monday to Friday, eight to five. Best job or most interesting one I've ever had. For seven years, I was an announcer at the dog track in Sioux City, Iowa, North Sioux City, Iowa, Sodrak Park, which is no longer there today, but I worked there for seven years and then Man. 100 different jobs in between. That definitely I've never heard haven't had anyone in the podcast who was ever a dog park, <laughs> dog racing announcer. <laughs> There's probably only 50 in the lifetime of the United States. It's not a widely sought after position. I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is maybe the worst idea that you've brought to your business? Maybe the biggest flop, something that you really thought was going to just turn out great and just did not work out the way that you had envisioned oh where do you start there i, can write I know on that one that is a good question i tell employees every day i made a thousand mistakes and um um you just don't want to uh, you just want to make a fatal mistake you just want to make sure the mistakes that you make in your business aren't the ones that are going to put you out of business yeah i mean you could Oh, shoot. I would say, let's just go with this one because it's recent. Okay. I thought it'd be, and I got recruited by them, those bathroom remodel deals like Bath Planet or Bath oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we signed up, invested money and did that. And it was, it's so stinking competitive with mm. not much profit. It's not our customer at the end of the day. So yeah, let's just go with that. But I promise you, I could write a book on mistakes. <laughs> that you don't want to do these. And there's many yeah. of those. Yeah. So what would you say is the best idea or the biggest game changer that you've ever brought to your business? I 100% selling a wellness and everyday may yeah. matter. That is a game changer. And again, the difference between if you want to sell 50 hot tubs a year or 500 a year. And my radio guy who was in the store yesterday, I heard him on the radio this morning. And he said, when you talk hot spring spas and pool tables too, you really, and this was a live segment. He said, you're really talking wellness. And he's got the lingo down. He says, yeah. you're better below the water, you're better above the water, and you're better beyond the water. I hate to repeat secrets, but I'm getting up there at age now where... Not only does it probably not matter, 
But if, think about an industry if we did this together with wellness. But like I said, it I can tell you to say this, but it's going to be a while before you do because you're not ingrained in it. Right. It has to become a habit. But yeah, that's the conversation the customers want to hear. I always think it's interesting when I talk to people and they're like, I don't want to comment on this article because I don't want to give my competitors my secrets. And I, I always feel like it doesn't matter if you do, because if they, yeah, could, if, if they could do what you're doing, they would be doing it. It's not mm -hmm. like you've got some secret sauce here. You've just found a way to make it, like you said, ingrain it in who you are and what you're about. So yeah, that's how I always feel. People are like, no, I don't really want to, I don't really want to give away anything. And it's like, trust me, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I was that guy. I really was, but I'm like, they're not going to do it. It's they're not. No, it's true. Do you have a favorite book or TV show podcast? I know you use your hot tub and sauna to wind down, but <laughs> is there anything else you kind of look to for either entertainment or guidance when it comes to your business? I'm a avid cyclist. I've last Three years, I've biked over 10,000 miles each year. Could not do that without this product. Goodness. Uh, without a sauna, without a hot tub. I was a uh, huge Brian Tracy guy. Zig I Ziglar. Who, I don't know who Brian Tracy is. Zig Ziglar, I, I know, but Brian Tracy, yeah. I don't. <laughs> He's probably the best. Um, Zig Ziglar was good. He said one of his quotes that has stuck with me all these years, I could not beat a boxing champion with a positive attitude. I could not beat a heavyweight boxer with a positive attitude. I could not do anything in life with a positive attitude. However, I can do everything in life better with a positive attitude than I can with a negative one. And, and I used to teach Zig Ziglar's, I forget what they're even called now. I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen those growing up. I think I saw those at like our public library. Yeah. <laughs> Zig Ziglar little modules that you could take home and do. <laughs> I think the one though that the number one just for the business and we're rehearsing we're rehashing that again now through this training we're taking. But in 1984, the experience economy came out and read it then. It's still relevant today. Shields was building their corporate headquarters here and out front they had to mm -hmm. sign the experience economy. And if you've been in Shields, what do they have? They have a Ferris wheel and everything. And in our little hot tub shop, think about what we do. Yeah, we're not shields. We can't have a Ferris wheel, but we can have a coffee shop. We can have personal relationships. You know, I talk to everybody during COVID when this is over, even before it's over, you've got a great opportunity to connect relationally with the customer because they're starving for it. Nobody mm -hmm. will. Six feet distance. You have a tremendous opportunity there. That book for what we do, every dealer should read it. Because oh, it's really all about that. Otherwise, I'm going to buy it online or whatever. But. Yeah. That's interesting. You said the experience, 1984, because I feel Guys, like... So, so, 2004, my bad. Oh, I was just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> I was just because I was like, man, because that feels like something that we've just started talking about was like the experiential retail and all of that. So I was like, wow, I really missed the boat on that one. <laughs> no, I don't know why I went to the 1984, 2004. <laughs> Okay, yeah. 2004. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, that's fine. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been a pleasure to get the chance to talk to you and hear what all the hype has been about you selling wellness. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Megan. It was fun. 
Spa Retailer Podcast is a production of Spa Retailer Magazine. Let us know what you think by leaving a review or emailing us at podcast at spa Thanks for listening.